You are about to listen to a message preached at Jubilee Christian Center, a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Word, Purpose, Worship, Family, and Community. These are the things that we are about at Jubilee Christian Center. Do check us out at experiencejubilee.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank God for free will. Thank God for free will. Because that's the greatest gift God has given us. He's given us the will, the ability to choose. And Father, we thank you for this in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, at times, I wonder if I was God. I'm not sure I would have given him my free will. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it causes problem. You can, you know, people just decide to do what they want. He would have loved to just tell people this is how it's going to be done and everybody does it like that. And then life becomes easy. No issues. But God, in his wisdom, decided to give us a free will. That means, you know, there's something I said years ago in church and somebody actually sent a message to me. And that's why I like this church. People will always come and tell you what they don't like. And please, if pastor or anybody here says something you think is wrong, please, you have the... Please ask and tell them, I don't think this is right. So, I said something, and this is what I said, and I'll say it again. You have, you have the choice to go to hell. You are free to go to hell. The guy did not like it, but it's scriptural. Is it not scriptural? I decide whether I go to hell. Not God. Not any other person. So, we are free to go to hell. But at the same time, we are free to go to heaven. It's all a matter of choice. Now, even getting to heaven, they say some people will read there and be crying. I don't want to get there and cry. Because when you see the magnitude of what God had purposed for your life, and you see what you have achieved, they say people will just burst out into and I hope that that cry will not be for long. Because what's the point of getting into heaven and crying again? But you see, you must align your will to the will of God. That is the only thing, one, that guarantees you heaven. Number two, it guarantees you that you will do what God has called you to do on it. And it all started in Genesis. Genesis 2, 15 to 17. It says, Genesis, it says, then the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 7. It says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. And that was the beginning of free will. If God had not given that option of choice, the man would not would not uh, have been able to choose. But Adam chose for all of us. And that's why we are here. And that's why Jesus had to come a second time. And when he came, Galatians um, 5.13 clearly says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only... Do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. What is clear is this. Jesus says, even says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. 
If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him. Now, he's not forcing anyone. He's not by force. No, you know, God is so gentlemanly. He's even knocking. You know, if you and I were God, we wouldn't knock the door. We would just open and enter. But God says, I stand at the door and I knock. Yet, at times, we refuse to open the door. And please, let's, as, as Christians, you might think, oh, uh, I'm born again, I've opened the door. The house has more compartments. For most of us, we have opened the living room. But the inner recesses, the bedroom, the, you have not opened it. And it's still knocking. It's still knocking. Because it wants to be every, part of every area of your life. So what do we do with our free will? What are you doing with your free will? Can you hand it over to him? You know, Joshua said something in Joshua 24, verse 15. He says, Joshua 24, 15, can we put that on? He says, you choose who you serve. He says, he, he has chosen that he's going to serve. He and his household. He says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, it's not so easy to serve the Lord when you don't hand over your will to him. You will serve him in some parts. But the truth is this. You will not give him everything. And Lord is not, he doesn't want uh, parts. He wants the all. He wants everything. There's one thing that I found out that a lot of Christians uh, indulging, and it's a sin of idolatry. You know, when, uh, you know, it's the second, I think the first uh, commandment, that shall not have any other God besides me. That is, but do you know that as Christians, we have gods beside God? And it's simple. Anything, anything you cannot hand over to God and let go of is a God. During Swell, um, that's the, the, the program put together by um, Melaros. His father came to give a testimony. And he said he was diagnosed with um, cancer of the tongue. I'd never heard, I didn't even know that people can have cancer on the tongue. He said at the point he could not even swallow spittle. And he said at one, one of the operations he had that he woke up after the operation and he heard a voice clearly that said, we didn't allow you to die because you will have gone to hell. And he said, immediately, he was like there was a PowerPoint presentation. He saw, he saw slides. He says the first slide he saw, saw that it was written, your house in the village, nobody is living there, nothing is happening there. A church came and asked to use it for church. You said no. He said, the second slide, Showed that he had a land in Lagos and a church came to buy it. And he was a member of, he is a member of the redeemed, I, I believe. It, the church was a redeemed church. And he said, me, send my land to church. No way. Idolatry. I said, all the things there. Why issues, idolatry issues. So he said, jokingly, he was saying that, if he had died, they would have been singing, Meanwhile, he's not going home. 
The issue is this. Until you package your will, everything about yourself, and you hand it over to God, it's easy for idols to spring up. Because you have not given all of yourself to him. Everything you have, all you are, hand it over to him. If you can do this at the beginning of this year, I tell you, the year will be easy. Extremely easy. Because, really, as I always say, the best place to be is where God wants you to be. There can't be any place better than that. And I know it. I'm here as pastor. It's not what I want. But I know this is where God wants me to be. And so this is the best place to be for this season. You know, when they talk about wheel alignment, that's now I'm talking about W-H-E-E-L. What happens is this. The first sign that you know that your vehicle is misaligned is on a straight road, just leave the steering. I bet you, try and leave it for one minute. If it's misaligned, you're either eating the Corvette or you're heading, you're going somewhere else. But our lives are like that. There are times when life can only run on autopilot. Let me tell you, times like that come. They're difficult times where your life has to be put on autopilot. The thing is, it is where you are from behind is what will determine what will happen. I remember the times when, when debt was mounting every day, every day for five months, 250,000 naira. As I wake up, 250,000, 250k is adding to the debt. I can tell you that I was not praying. I couldn't pray. But it was the prayers, the alignment before that saw me through those periods. Times like that come for Christians. You better prepare now. When Jesus um, told the disciples, when he was coming from the Mount of Transfiguration, and the disciples said that, oh, um, why couldn't we cast out the, the demon in the, in the um, boy that the father brought? When privately Jesus told them, when he answered them, he says, some things cannot go except by prayer and fasting. I ask you, was it the fasting they, did, they would do the day before? Was it the fasting of that day Jesus was talking about? He's talking of the fasting that had gone behind. So the truth is this. If you choose not to align your will to his will, wherever you find yourself, now you, now you, Kosamu. One other reason how you know that your vehicle um, is misaligned is this. Some parts of the tire will start wearing. Normally, tires should wear out evenly. But one side will start wearing out faster than the other side. What that portends is this. The other side will look good. The other side will be bad. What happens when you are misaligned is that some areas of your life will be working well. But some areas will be working badly. And that's not God's purpose for our life. His purpose is for our lives to walk all around according to his will. I, I, I will advise. And the first place to start is in the place of the word. In the place of the word. Psalm 119 verse 105 says clearly, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Are you allowing the word to direct you, to guide you, to be your leader? 
And then the second one is that you have to want your life to work here on earth for what its purposes are. So that when we get to heaven, you won't be one of those um, crying. So the question is, you need to ask is, God, what do you want of me? What would you have me do? At times it's a prayer you should pray every morning. What do you want me to do today? What would you, what do you want of me? God has needs. But we're too selfish. We don't ascend, attend to his will. One of the things we need to try to do is this. This is my own, um, where I want my life to be and the way I go. I want to be what I call a perfect agent of God. God needs agents. He needs people who will do his will all around. I want to be a perfect agent. When God is looking around for who would get this done, I want his eyes to alight on me. And for him to say, I am sure this one would do what I want. I would advise that when the troubles come, like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew 26, 39, what did he do? He says, and he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass. He says, let this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And by the time he was going back the second time in, in verse 42, again, the second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father. Now, this is what he said. He says, if this cup cannot Pass away from me unless I drink it. Your will be done. He submitted to God's will. My, my prayer and advice. And let me digress a bit. Please, I'll just take a little more time. At least we have time after this thing. I'll digress a bit. And that's why I say my prayer and my advice. I found out that I'm beginning to lose, I'd like to be open with you. I'm beginning to lose faith in, in the strength of this pulpit. And I'll tell you why. Because we will say it, say it, and say it, and we see people doing it the other way. Let me tell you, for a pastor, it's something that makes you feel that, am I sure it's not a waste of time? Because when we keep saying it, and then we keep seeing, what we are seeing is opposite of what we are saying. We are human. We start asking ourselves, does it really, are people hearing? Or do we, is, is church for show? Is it just religion? I will beg you. And that's why I would advise. Because I now know that, uh, Pastor, everybody can do Rankadidi for you and all that. He doesn't you know reach inside. Eh? That one I don't, I don't, I don't have learned that. It doesn't get, that's why I'm advising. Because that's the best I can do. I'm advising. Take everything. Take your all of your life and hand it over to God. That is the path to ease. That is the path to living well. That is the path to freedom and liberty. But a lot of times we don't want it. And that's why Christianity is difficult. I found out that we want our way. And we want our way to stand. 
We are but mere men. God will always be God. And I can tell you, that one I know, his ways will stand. His purposes will stand. If you choose not to do it, he will find somebody else. And he will use somebody else. And he will get it done. There may be a delay. But he has all the time. <laughs> he doesn't even exist in time. He has all the time in the universe. So, he doesn't mind your delay. But who is losing? You are the one losing. You are the one that is not achieving purpose. My, 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 my prayer. So I say I can advise and I can pray. And so my prayer for all of us is that we will recognize the will of God. And would have the strength to do it. I like us to just pray, pray, pray that um, God help me. You know, there's a scripture before me that says that He's the one that works in us, both to will and to do His good pleasure. So the truth is this: He's already in you, working to will. He's the one that even helps you to will. It's simple. The challenge is that we've not let go. We are holding on to the will. He will walk with you to will and to do his good pleasure if you could only just let go. So I would need you to pray and just tell him that, Lord, walk in me. Help me to will. But I, I, I let go. I let go.